From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What? I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Blind faith is not the great idea Christians think it is. Some of the side effects associated with blind faith can include, but are not limited to, causing one to close oneself off from the possibility of discovering or seeking out the truth, to believe even when it doesn't make sense, or you could end up worshiping a documented child killer. Following anyone or anything blindly is dangerous and illogical. This is not how we progress as a species. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Bible enthusiast and speaker Shelley Wilson. Welcome to the show, Shelley. Hey, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Glad Thanks for here. taking the time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, um, I'm going to say it all started about a couple years ago. I was mm. diagnosed with renal failure, which means mm. kidney failure. Mm. And it was kind of shocking, although I've been a diabetic for many years. Uh, I just did not expect a diagnosis of kidney failure. Mm. Um, because it means long-term dialysis. It means maybe a transplant. It means maybe an early death. Mm. And so I had a real come to Jesus moment out on my back patio <laughs> where I cried. And I said, Lord, what are you doing? You know, with my life, how is this disease going to glorify your name and bring you glory? Hmm. And what does it have to do with me? I mean, what am I going to face? And at that time, I thought for sure I was going to face death. And so I, I told the Lord, I said, I'm spiritually ready to die. That's not a big deal. But I feel like there's a lot more that I could do for the Lord hmm. with my life. And so I'm calling this kind of a wake-up call because I've been a Christian for almost 60 years, and I'm 65, so <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah. So we'll say 59 years. <laughs> um, but as those years and decades roll by, you get kind of lax in maybe the practice of what I'm calling spiritual disciplines. You get lax in your zeal. You get lax in just your whole Christian life. You fall into a routine. You go to church mm. on Sunday. You go to church Sunday night. You go to church Wednesday. You have your certain little mission trips you take and you, you do this and that. But it's like going through the motions. It's not even mm. what I would call alive and real. 
And so this kidney thing really was God saying, hey, wake up. You have something to do for me and I <laughs> want you to do it. And so on that porch that day, I mean, I actually in my head wrote my obituary because I thought it was that certain that I was going to die. Huh. But, but then I started dialysis. And that is where I am believing I got the first step of healing because they took a hundred pounds of water off of me hmm. from July 24th to September 15th, three months, basically a wow. hundred pounds of water. And I mean, just with that, my energy level increased my, well, I bet, yeah. <laughs> my breathing, I didn't have to be on oxygen anymore. I could walk without a walker. All these the things. Doctors really helped out. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm saying that it's a healing from Jesus because Jesus gave the brains to the doctors. He gave the brain to the person who ever invented the dialysis machine. Huh. And through those people, God is healing me. And now, you know, <laughs> I believe that God could heal me in the click of a finger, totally, and that I would never need to see a kidney doctor ever again. I believe mm -hmm. that he can do it. But will he? Because the whole mm -hmm. deal of Christian life is in God's will. And that's how we pray. We pray for healing, but it's in God's will because we don't want it in our will. Because our will is ultimately evil. <laughs> we, well, I mean, healing isn't really evil. Wanting to feel better isn't really evil. No, but we have ulterior motives. What's your alternative motive for wanting to feel better? Well, I, I mean, I don't really know. Uh, oh. I know, though, that if God healed me immediately, I think he believes, and I think I believe that I would just fall back into my lax routine. Wow. Going to church on Sunday, you know, because I received healing and, you know, what so more let me get this straight. Thank you for that. So let me get this straight. So the, the healing is not taking place because he needs you to glorify his name. I don't really know exactly what his will is, hmm. except for I know that I must now speak about being a lax Christian and trying to motivate and encourage and inspire people to get more real with God. So God gave not... you renal failure to get closer to him. He didn't give me renal failure. Oh. He allowed it to happen. But what's the difference? He didn't say, boom, Shelly's going to get renal failure, even though he knew that I would. So, kind of, yes. Uh, yes, Shelly's going to get renal failure. He knew that. But I feel like it was partly my fault because I was not a good steward of my body. I ate all the sugars. I was a diabetic. I did so not. you allowed it to happen. Yeah, ultimately. Not God. Ultimately, I did. So you, you gave yourself kind of... that. And Say that again. God, so you gave yourself the renal failure through your choices. Yes, through my choices. This is the consequence. 
did God it's a consequence? It's not a, a, a choice necessarily, but it's a consequence. And when the you consequences go to the choices, they say, I mean, they right? say, I mean, okay, yeah. this could happen. You know, you yeah. never believe this could happen. I do. Yeah. They tell me if I'm going to eat this too much, I'm going to get cancer or it's going to mess with my metabolism or anything. Yeah. No, I'm going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't listen. You know, oh, that's that's a bad choice there, Shelly. Yes, it's a bad choice. <laughs> so God punished so you for your bad I choice. So now I suffer the consequence of it. Who decided those consequences? Who decided that those were going to be the consequences of your choices? I'm going to say that I did because huh. I know you okay that if i would have followed the doctor's rules mm-hmm. i would probably avoided this happening right who, who set up those rules that, that that would make it so that if you didn't follow these rules this is what would happen who set those rules up you the doctor or god i think medical science i think i mean god is sovereign god is sovereign over everything And so he allows certain things to happen. And I listened to one of your other podcasts where, you know, you talked about Job and how, Mm. you know, God threw Job into the devil's hands to be tempted and, and to be hurt, basically. I mean, he lost everything, including family members. Yeah. But was it Job's fault? You know. No, it wasn't. It was God's fault. It was God's fault for allowing Satan to do those things. It was God's choice to allow it to happen, but it was for a reason for current Christians so that we can look at Job. So God allowed Job's kids to die so we could teach Christians 2,000 years later about God. Not necessarily about okay. God, but about Job's <laughs> resolve. But Shelly, that sounds horrible. Do you not see how horrible that sounds? God no, needs it, to kill kids in order horrible, for us to learn you know this lesson. Some of those uh, things in the Old Testament are very harsh. And some of the things in the New Testament Most are very harsh. Yeah. You look at the the church in the New Testament and those apostles and those disciples. I mean, mm-hmm. they were martyred for their faith. Well, a lot of yeah. people get martyred for different beliefs, for sure. Doesn't oh, make yeah. it any more real, though. Well, if you're martyred, you're dead. So that's pretty real. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean the thing you're martyred for is real, though. I mean, if that's true, the 9-11 uh, people yeah. who, you know, yeah. I mean, come on, we, we can't do that. We can't just say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not how that works. So anyway, but, yeah. I want to get back to my story. So um, <clears throat> out of this whole experience, hmm. uh, God showed me kind of the weakness in my own life that I needed to be in the Bible study more. I needed to be in prayer more. I needed to memorize more scriptures and I needed to rest in Jesus more. These are four disciplines that he brought to my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's what I speak about. And so I speak about Bible study, how it's just critical to our Christian faith because it's probably the best way that God reveals himself to us Really? now. Well, I mean, the Holy spirit is there and the Holy spirit can speak to us, but we don't always have that listening ear. (laughs) Well, 
<laughs> no ghosts talk to me. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Or invisible people. So, yeah. man. Okay. So give me something good. Give me something good in the Bible. Well, the best thing in the Bible, maybe the one of the best things is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave Always his only this. son. <laughs> I know I'm feeding right into you. Yeah, I, <laughs> you, you it's you just like always. Christians always go to the cross like it's the most beautiful love story ever. It's disgusting. Hebrews 9.22, God cannot forgive without bloodshed. That's horrible. Yeah. God needs to clone himself and kill himself and then wash everybody in the clone's blood so that you can be magically forgiven because he's pissed off at everybody because Adam ate an apple. Yeah, kind of. That's true. <laughs> uh, we had a sermon on that. This doesn't morning. make any sense to me. Adam, and I don't see that as a good Adam thing. Shelley. committed the first sin. And from that, the world has compounded sin upon sin upon sin. Because God wanted it this way. I know. It sounds so crazy. The you gods know, must like, be crazy. That's the second time I've said that today. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think, why didn't he think of a better plan? Yeah. But this pretty... is the plan that he chose. And this doesn't is seem the plan very good, I believe. Though. Not a very good plan. I mean, we can come well, up with a better it's plan the best, than that. It's the best plan that we have right now because you have this choice uh -huh. or you have the choice to go to hell. I mean, it's it's two wow. options. Accept Jesus as your personal savior uh -huh. and live for him or deny him wow. and spend eternity in hell. That's the well bottom line. What a monster. I, I don't think I could I could get behind a monster that wants to throw me in hell if I don't love him back. Yeah. I, yeah, understand. I can't really get behind that. And I'm I, I'm sorry for you because I believe in how it's gonna end. You know, you believe I'm that going to have fire, brimstone, all that hell stuff, like gnashing of teeth, pit of fire. You, you believe all that? Yes, I do. Gotcha. And, and as me as an atheist, a non-believer who does not love your your god this is where your god's gonna send me if yeah. i don't love him back yeah because he's sovereign over everything he that, created i don't the, care he, if he's sovereign over the universe the next universe and the next universe after that that doesn't give him the right to burn people for eternity because they don't love him that doesn't make it make any sense or sound better it's most likely not going to make sense so God doesn't because make sense. This is where faith comes in. It's a blind faith. You have to believe in something that is really unseen. Oh, I don't and, have to. I mean, well, no, you don't. Have to, but <laughs> um, that's so what the Bible. If is I don't believe, do. yeah, no, it says his, his invisible qualities are clearly seen. I'd like to know how invisible qualities are clearly seen. So if we don't believe and we don't love God. He is going to send us to hell forever for eternity for not believing and not loving. Correct? We're not believing in him. Yes. So if I didn't believe in you and I didn't love you, it'd be okay for you to torture me forever. Well, I'm not God. So no, it wouldn't be okay. <laughs> so it's only okay if this invisible being does it, but nobody else. That's what I believe. Why is it not okay for anybody else? 
because those things on this earth are considered sin to kill somebody to harm somebody mm -hmm. i know you're trying to catch me in a trap here so no I'm trap i'm just very curious in how this yeah. works for you because to me it doesn't add up this doesn't yeah. add up this yeah. doesn't make any sense to me but you've yeah. got it figured out you believe this how does it work for you well for me i just believe it in blind faith that That's god not... has set up the system like this uh -huh. Yes, there seem to be inconsistencies in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Lots of them. And I don't understand all of it. There's things uh -huh. that we're not going to understand until we get to heaven. And God, there's nobody that could have died for our sins other than God himself. Well, he didn't have and to. That's first why. Off. What? He didn't have to, first off. He chose to do that. He could have just forgiven people like a normal person instead of having to kill himself and rubbing his magical blood on things. Right? Yeah. Well, I believe it goes all back to the law, the first covenant. All 613 of them or one in particular? Well, I, I don't know a specific law because i don't really know the law like you seem to know it but the rabbinic law uh -huh. was set up and that is where they sacrificed lambs or goats for forgiveness of sin because god wanted it that way because god wanted it that way he loves the smell of barbecue he says it 37 odd times in there he loves the smell of burning flesh. So that's what he decided would be forgiveness to him, is the burning of flesh. God made this plant. This is his idea. I think it's disgusting to have to kill something in order for somebody to be forgiven. You would not do that. You would not require me to slaughter a dove in order for you to forgive me. Because that's just weird. Who does that? Monsters. Weirdos. God, apparently. Then he's not satisfied with the doves and the goats. Those aren't enough death and blood for him. Eh, just they're unpure. He gets mad in Malachi because there's crushed testicles. Uh, there's a, a diseased. You're, you're sacrificing this to me. Why, you wouldn't even sacrifice this to your governor. What would he think? That's what God says. He's so, oh man, he's so weird. Uh, but yeah, you would not do these things. No. I know you're not God, but you can look at these things as bad things. And that's why you would not do them. Because they're bad. You wouldn't torture somebody forever because they don't love you. Because that's a bad idea. But God does it and it's fine. That's my problem. Is I don't understand how it's fine if God does it. Where does because he get a pass? God. But why does he get a pass? Why is he allowed to slaughter and maim and torture? And be okay. And still be called the good guy. How does that work? It works because he sent his son, Jesus. Pointlessly. And that, to. that divine blood mm. is what is needed for the forgiveness of sins. To believe that he died on the cross for me, for you, for everybody. 
I don't and for people it. that have to come to him to accept it in order to be redeemed under that blood. See, that makes it even worse, though, Shelley. Now I have to believe that he did all these crazy things in order to be saved from him and what he's going to do to me if I don't believe. It just it seems like a strong arm. It seems like a I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't add up. I don't, I'm not really understanding any better. You're not really helping me here. <laughs> I, don't know sound any, better, I don't know if anybody has helped you on any of your podcasts. But, oh, man. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about being made in the image of God? I don't even know what that means. How does God one bathe you. themselves in an image of God? God created you. Supposedly. But he hasn't shown up to say hi. Hey, I created you and just left you alone. He's an absent father at this point. He went out to get cigarettes and never came back. What a jerk. Maybe never he has spoken to you and you were just hard hearted and didn't want to That's listen. Now, Shelly, don't start doing that. Don't start doing that. Don't start telling me what God's told me. I was a Christian. No, I don't point. know what God told you, but I'm just saying he probably telling has me that God told me something. to you and you just didn't. didn't listen to him. Yeah. No, I mean, if God wants me to listen. God can say something so where I can hear it and I will know it's him. Yeah. But he hasn't done that. He hasn't okay. shown up. He hasn't, he hasn't said any magical words to me to where I would understand or hear them. Yeah. I got you. Now. I mean, if he wants to yeah. save me from hell, from what he's going to do, if I don't love him or believe in him, maybe he should show up and try and save me. These little small, quiet mouse things that, oh, you just weren't listening. Well, that's baloney. If he wants to save me, he's going to make sure I can hear it. Holy shit. If my kids were running towards a fiery pit, get out of there. I'd be shouting. I'd be throwing things. I'd be like jumping in front of them. What does God do? Hides. You need he's to invisible. come to my church. He he, he shouts every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the problem is, I just I don't know. He doesn't show up for me, but that's beside the point. Thank you for that. That was very interesting and fun. I do want to get back into prayer, though. Um, I do want to talk about that. You you had mentioned, I found it somewhere on your, your stuff there, that you did not say, Lord, if you heal me, I will do this. That is not the way we approach Yahweh. Yes, I did not make a bargain with him. Yes. So, uh, but, because I don't, I don't want yeah. to bargain with God. I want to be a yielded servant to God. That's and weird. so I'm saying, Lord, I've received this wake-up call. I am willing to serve you fervently. Yeah. If you heal me or not, I am not going to be swer swerved from this path. And in fact, uh, this weekend I took my mom to the Gaither Vocal Band concerts over in Tulsa, mm -hmm. and I looked at my mom and I said, "Mom, I've been changed since this kidney thing." I am now on fire for the Lord and I'm not going to be moved from it. So you're going to see me and hear me talking about Jesus a lot more because I feel that that's what I'm called to do. You feel it. And whether Did I Jesus get healed that, or though? not, I say that again. Sorry. You said you, you feel that you're called to do this. Did Jesus tell you himself? Show up and say, hey, you're called to do this, or is it just a feeling? It's both. I mean, I felt it in my heart, and I heard it in my mind. 
Well, I mean, I it hear my own thoughts a, all the time. It was not an audible voice that came down gotcha. from him. So there's said, no proof that it was this? Jesus. <laughs> 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 that would be weird. <laughs> so there's no proof that it was actually Jesus, not just your own wishes, thoughts, and and hopes, and 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 thinking. I think if it was my own, it would be a totally different topic. It it wouldn't be these particular things. So because you because don't think these... you can come up with it. It's got to be Jesus. Man, I come up with things all the time that are like, wow, where'd that come from? But I don't, I don't, I don't you know, attribute that to Spider-Man giving me thoughts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, no, I understand. But yeah. I'm just saying because of my Christian worldview and my uh-huh. belief in the Lord uh-huh. and my sinful nature, I would not want to speak to people about reading their Bible, being uh-huh. Uh, in prayer, memorizing scripture, and making sure you rest in Jesus. Those things, I would be talking about, hey, let's go traveling somewhere. And, and <laughs> you know, that not that fun. they're necessarily bad, hmm. but they're not promoting Jesus. And, and so want to I want to promote Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the prayer thing real quick here, though. Uh, you do not say if you heal me, uh, I will do this. Now, there are places in the Bible where this does happen. God God is asked to do something for somebody and they will do something else or, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely for instance, places. Judges 11. Just, Go ahead. I'm different than those people. I, I don't want to be like Gideon and put a fleece out. If but it's you damp, can do this, I'm going right? to do this. If it's dry, I'm going to do yeah. that. I, yeah, yeah. That's Testing that's God not, and God answers. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say, Lord. I'm going to serve you. You decide what you're going to do with my body. And huh. I feel like my healing is coming in stages. I I have an appointment to go to Mayo Clinic to be tested for a kidney transplant. And I have hmm. a live donor. And hmm. so, I mean, even this year I could get a transplant and that would be another phase of healing. But where's the miraculousness in that? That just seems like normal life. Everybody just goes through that. You go on a wait list, you get your thing, you get your stuff, you get your transplant. Well, and you go. there's no, where's there's Jesus? no wait list for me. Where's Jesus on this though? Why is he not doing more? Well, I was in the process of typing out a letter to my family and friends to say, look, I've got kidney failure. Any of you want to be tested to be a donor for me. I was in the process of writing that letter. My phone rings. Yeah. I answer it. And it's a friend of mine. Uh-huh. And I mean, we're good friends, but I wouldn't say we're close, close friends. She says, I feel the Lord telling me to give you my kidney. I want to donate for you. Psh. That to me is a miracle because I'm during writing hmm. this letter to my family. Yeah. Good timing, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't, and, I don't see that as like this big miraculous thing. That's just a normal thing. I mean, it's a friend. It's it's an acquaintance and they know you're in trouble. They know you need a kidney. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see Jesus in that. Jesus would be, hey, I have a new kidney all of a sudden. I prayed to Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to heal you and you're going to spread my word, whatever. Yes. That would be different. But now you're just and, going through a natural cycle. This is natural cycle. I don't see Jesus in there anywhere. 
Well, here's the thing that I've already said, that if Jesus would have healed me like this, and I believe he can, I might not have been might not. Quite as zealous as I am now. Well, there's people that have been healed fast and they are very zealous. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't really yeah. travel with me. Yeah, it's my brain. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but do you believe that, like in the Bible, uh, Mark 11, 24, whatever you ask for uh, in prayer, whatever you believe that you have received, you received it. Do you think that is? Accurate? I believe that and I believe, but it has to be in God's will. And so for whatever reason, it's not God's will that I am boop, miraculously healed. Uh, he could still miraculously heal me before I ever get a kidney transplant. Uh-huh. But if I never do, uh-huh. and if I die at the age of 66 and am transported to heaven, that is a perfect healing. I will never huh. have any pain, sorrow, sickness, disease ever again. And that's the ultimate perfect healing. Heaven. heaven. What is heaven to you? Heaven is a place that I'm going to go and reside with the Lord God Almighty forever. Hmm. What What happens in heaven? I'm not really sure because the Bible does not detail exactly what happens. It tells us a little bit about what heaven looks like. Streets of gold, pearly gates. Yeah, lots of gaudy you know, stuff. Yeah, I'm not into all that uh, gold. Uh, uh, crystal <laughs> sea, you know, yeah. a mansion. But a mansion doesn't have to be like what we think is a big mansion because we're going to have different bodies. Well, how and do you so know that? A mansion, huh? Where, where's that come from? We're going to have different bodies. Well, that's in the Bible. Where? We're going to be transformed. We have new bodies. From, yeah, a, but... from a fleshly body to a spiritual body. And so how much space does the spirit take? You know, we don't know. It what is the spirit? A, we don't even know. Yeah. It could take know. this much or it could take this much. Well, so what I see not... is from, from the Bible, what the Bible tells me. Revelations, a lot of it. Um, the city, there's no nighttime. So right. that, that already sucks. Um, thieves can't break in, which is weird because they have a wall. Why, why would, how would thieves want to break into heaven? I don't know how that works. Um, and then my favorite is first Peter two sixteen. live as free people, <laughs> but do not use your freedom as a cover up of evil live as God's slaves. So we're going to be God's slaves in heaven. We are going to have his our, his name on our forehead, uh, not mine, because I I personally don't want to live up there with that monster. Um, and we're going to be serving him. We we are serving God in heaven. That's our job is to serve God. We're going to be servants for eternity. I don't see this as and a we're going to love it. Are you okay? So also, there's people burning in hell. Are you going to know about the people burning in hell? You know, I hope not, but there is that story in the Bible of uh, mm -hmm. Lazarus, the the beggar. Yeah, where they're talking back that, and forth. Yeah, and yeah. they can see across the chasm. Yeah. And the one, the rich man is saying, just give me a drop of water on my tongue, you know. Yeah. And So I'm going to be able to, while I'm burning in hell, talk to my mom in heaven. I... 
I I hope not. I mean, why? But I'm in heaven. I don't want to look into hell. I don't so want to see who's my there. mom should have her memory erased of me so she doesn't know that I'm burning in hell. Uh, I don't know about that. I just think if hell, I mean, if heaven is a place of no worries, no sorrow, no fear, no nothing. No sin. Looking into hell is not going to be a positive experience. Neither is wiping your memory of your son. Yeah. I don't know if our memories are going to be totally wiped. Uh, it, it does say nobody is going to be given in marriage in heaven. And I don't necessarily like that idea because my husband is my husband. Oh, no. You are now the bride of Christ. Jesus is now your husband. And he yes. rules over you. Yes. And so, and so I don't I, like I, that either. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> where my part? husband is going to fit into all of this. You know, And how are you going to be okay with that? Well, I'm going to be okay because I'm going to have Jesus. Oh, and okay. yeah. <sighs> sin in heaven. Can we sin in heaven? No. No. Did Satan sin in heaven? I guess he did, but I he think did. the rules have changed. Once Satan and his followers were cast out of heaven, I think no more heaven, free will. I think heaven was changed to be a prison place of purity and not oh, oh. a place where sin can enter in. A place with walls, servitude, and no free will. That's how I see it. Well, I mean, I want to be a slave to Christ. That's weird. That's that's weird. <laughs> silly. Uh, I I can't I can't get behind you on that one. That's uh I could I don't want to be a slave to anybody. Why would you want? Why do you want to be a slave to Christ? Because he died for me. So you want to be a slave to him because he died for you? Iron <laughs> Man died for you. He died so he can snap the fingers and bring people back. Spider Man. Died somewhere in one universe. Why, why God? He didn't have to die. And then did he even die? He's an immortal being. He's back in heaven. Jesus is in heaven. He died for what? Three days? He's an eternal being. How is that even a sacrifice? Because he died for three days. Because he was because able to he forgive came to you earth by killing as a himself. Man. He came so to earth what? as a man. I don't see how that's some crazy, awesome thing, though. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. There are men and women that have died for this country that have died for you, that you are not worshiping or wishing you had an eternal life with. Why Jesus? Because he's God. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> I guess it's just the way it's going to be. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. So, I know I mean, that with you, nobody's going to convince you God that can. Jesus is all that and a bag of chips. I mean, nobody is. <laughs> Jesus I mean, can, right? He can if you would let him. And I was I a Christian for most of my life. That's he what never I showed up. Yeah. I let him. I was allowing him. I was begging him. He never showed up, Shelly. Yeah. So is it my fault or his fault at that point? I don't know where the fault lies, but it's sad. I think the church has hurt you. That church has not hurt me. 
I read the Bible. I read the Bible and I came to my senses. This It okay. just doesn't add up, Shelly. Everything doesn't add up. The more you dive into it, the worse it gets. Trust me. Read your Bible. Pick it up. Oh, we can yeah. talk it back I, and forth. There's yeah. so much in there that just does not work. God's loving, but he has to drown every puppy, kitten, and child. He goes in through the through the, uh, uh, the the pharaohs or the Egypt and kills all the kids while they're sleeping in their in their beds because why? Because he wants to show off his powers to a bunch of people that aren't even going to be Christians. Like it just doesn't make sense. The whole thing doesn't make sense. Like beginning to end, the trees. Why put the trees in the garden? Why not put them on the moon? Why get so mad over one time, one thing, one little thing they get they did, and it's eternity. Man is screwed, and now I need to kill myself. I'm so upset. <laughs> that's just how I see it. It just a lot of things don't add up for me, Shelley. Yeah. And that's why I am where where I'm at. And God could fix it. All he has to do is show up and tell me. But he refuses. Well, I'm gonna pray that he does show up and he knocks your socks off. Well, you go ahead, but he's gonna do whatever he wants to anyway, Shelley. So no, your I prayer know. is gonna fall on deaf ears, essentially. <laughs> but this has been fun, Shelley. Um, I, I want you to to plug your stuff and then leave any last uh words you want to say. Well, I have a, uh, my email is S or Wilson speaks at yahoo.com. I speak about spiritual disciplines, Bible reading, prayer, memorization, and rest. I am also going to be uh, putting together a speech on the spiritual disciplines through the eyes of the psalmist. So taking a look at David and what spiritual disciplines he practiced. And there's there's several. Uh, celebration, he practiced that a lot. Hmm. Uh, but he also practiced um, Keeping prayer. Keeping um, <laughs> He did that really well. Chopping off foreskin, he did that really well, too. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun stories about david he's an but, interesting uh, they they kind of abolished that in the new testament so yeah paul didn't like that very much so he he stopped that yeah, yeah. paul says Stop chopping he off was a roman and a jew so <laughs> uh, anyway lots of if Go ahead, you yeah, yeah. if you want to uh hear from me and uh hire me as your speaker you can contact me at wilson speaks at yahoo.com and uh, i am very versatile i can tailor my speeches toward what you need it does not have to be on these spiritual disciplines it could be on anyone and uh, it's been interesting talking to you same uh, i've listened to a few of your podcasts and i thought "Ooh, i'm gonna be in for a hard one here <laughs> uh, it's a fun ride <laughs> yeah uh I'm just going to warn all the future podcasters that come on your show. Just be prepared and have your scriptures ready because mm -hmm. I believe you know the scriptures better than a lot of Christians do. Turns out that and, way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that's how you developed your, your beliefs. Mm. Non actual. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what do you believe in? Nothing. Do you, how, how mm. do you think you were created? I don't, know how all of us got here um and because i don't know i'm not going to insert something just because i want it to be true or i, I feel it's true um i mean there's all kinds of theories and ideas but to to pick one 
to say this is definitely it when we don't even have any verification. I think to me is dishonest. Um, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to take the evidence that I have. I'm going to come up with my own ideas, but it's not, I'm not going to be like, well, that's definitely what happened. That's how it happened. You know? Um, so yeah, planet seeding, all different kinds of ideas, asteroids, shenanigans. Who knows? Who knows? Like if wormholes could come out or black holes could be like shooting out planets on the other side. We have no idea. I mean, yeah. there could be an invisible unicorn farting out planets and suns. We don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, I don't know stage. And I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on. It's mm. been fun. It's been yes. a challenge. Uh because, you know, I always want to win. And I don't think there was any <laughs> winner here. No winners. No winners on my show. Nope. Yeah. Just conversation. Uh, yeah. But it's fun to yeah. talk about these things and to really Absolutely. contemplate them. You know, uh, the Bible says to be ready to give a defense of what you believe. Yeah. And well, I mean, I don't know not... if I defended my belief uh, well <laughs> enough today. You did fine. Uh, You're fine. <laughs> but I, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me, for my sins. Hmm. And that he was the only one that could because it had to be the perfect spotless lamb. No other being on earth was perfect. And That's I know so that weird, you don't Shelley. believe That's all so of this. Weird. <laughs> and you think it's a bunch of hokum. Uh, uh, but that's what I believe. And yeah, I know it in my mm. heart and in my soul. I know that that is the truth. Mm. And I have no reason to not believe it. Well, Shelly, I appreciate I, you. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, you have no reason to believe it, and I have no reason <laughs> not to believe it. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think time. the reasons are good enough to believe it. And, and and there's other religions that people will say exact same thing. So, I mean, yeah. how do I know which one is true at this point? But it's been a blast. Shelly, thank you so much for your answers and patience. Uh, take care. We'll stay in touch. Okay. Thank you. Bye. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also find clips of the show on TikTok under BSW the Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode by at least three days, stickers, shirts, and shoutouts. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast. For the latest events, BSW swag, including signed copies of The Bible Says What the Book, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Next time when the Bible says what? He, he tells the woman, uh, go sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. And she, and she, and she leaves. Hmm. Matthew 5.32. Anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. 
Now, if we go to Leviticus and Deuteronomy, uh, the punishment for adultery is death. Jesus knew this. Jesus was Jewish. So, I'm seeing different stories here about the the, the same guy. He 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 saves the prostitute, but he wants to stone uh, divorced, adulterous women. How does that add up? <laughs> 